This is episode 112, Striving to be Spiritual, an interview with Shelly Shumway. Hi, this is Jocelyn with Striving to be Spiritual, a podcast for moms wanting to strengthen their spirituality. We use the teachings of Jesus Christ and the apostles to come closer to God and ultimately fulfill our divine calling of mothering and raising His children. Hello, Jocelyn here. How is everybody doing today? I am so excited. I've been promising you guys I would figure out how to do an interview for a long time. And this morning I finally did it and I am so excited. (laughs) It took me way longer to figure out the technology end of it than it should have. But we are here. We did it. I am hoping to do interviews. I would like to at least do it monthly. If it interests you to be on a podcast, I would love to have you on my podcast or if you know someone that you would like to hear from. I am also open to suggestions or questions you would like these moms that I interview to answer. So if you have thoughts or recommendations on these things, please let me know. I really love your input. Before we jump into the interview with her, I want to talk about the point of light for your life from my last podcast episode, which was to think of one small way that you can think of the Savior or add Him to your life. Were you able to do that? Over this weekend, I added the Savior into my life by listening to General Conference, as I hope you were able to do as well. I will be talking about some of my thoughts on General Conference in a podcast episode in the future. Now for the interview with Shelley Shumway. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay, so um, I'm Shelly Shumway. I live in Shelly, Idaho. Um, I'm a transplant to Shelly. I was not named after the town, um, but I love it here. I've um, been married for 17 and a half years, um, mom of five, and I'm an emotion coach. I've been doing that for about five years, been an entrepreneur for about 10, and I help women um, to emotionally declutter so that they can really just get rid of the stuff that isn't them so that they can move forward in their lives, whatever they want to do. Awesome. And I first heard Shelly at a stake conference a few years ago, and she has always been inspiring to me. And I'm excited that she was willing to be interviewed today. <laughs> I'm a little well, nervous. I'm excited. <laughs> Never done this interview thing before, but it should be good. So I want to start out with what is your favorite scripture and why? Okay, my favorite scripture is 2 Nephi um, 31.20. A lot of people have this favorite scripture, I think. Um, But it's Nephi talking about after we enter in through the gate, after we're baptized and what we do. And and I'll, I'll quote it in a second, but the reason why I like it is, to me, it talks about how Heavenly Father wants us to have a full cup. And he talks about different ways that we can fill our cup. And that when, even when we are working to do our best or follow the commandments, that we are blessed in everything. And, um, and so that's what that, that's what it means to me. So it says, wherefore you must press forward having a steadfastness in Christ. So that makes me happy because I'm thinking about my savior, um, having a perfect brightness of hope that always makes me think of, um, expecting miracles in my life 
um, and a love of God and of all men. And when I think about loving Heavenly Father and especially loving everyone around me, that just makes me happy, like, like seriously happy. Um, and it fills my cup. It says, wherefore, if you shall press forward feasting upon the word of Christ, and I don't know if you've ever had this experience with reading the Book of Mormon where you're just like, um, your, your little one is banging on the bathroom door and you're in there reading your scriptures and you're like, no, hang on, this is just good stuff. I don't want to stop. Or it's late at night and you're just reading and reading and reading and you're like, oh my gosh, how long have I been doing this? That's how I feel like I'm feasting. I'm not the world's um, like, biggest scriptorian or studier of the scriptures as much as like feasting on those scriptures. I love just eating them up. Um, and then endure to the end, which I, I feel like enduring well, like Elder Maxwell always talked about enduring well. I feel like enduring well is when you are filling your cup and you have a full cup. We're meant to have a full cup and, and have joy. And you can do that through all stations and seasons of your life, through the hard times and the happy ones. Um, Behold, thus say the Father, you shall have eternal life. And I feel like that is what eternal life is, is it's, it's living with joy. And we're meant to learn how to do that here on earth amidst a fallen world. And anyway, that's, that's a lot, but that's why I like that scripture. I really like that. And you talked a lot about filling your cup. So what do you do to fill your cup spiritually in order, like with that scripture? Well, I keep it really simple. There are three things that usually fill my cup the best. So first is Book of Mormon, um, and then any other scripture. But Book of Mormon, it just seems to do it for me. It just seems to hit that sweet spot. Um, and then second is general conference talks, and third is singing hymns. So the kids always know if I am singing while I'm um, doing dinner, then they probably ought to leave me alone <laughs> because I'm trying to fill my cup. Gotcha. <laughs> so they don't tease me. They leave me alone. They cut me a little wider of a swath. They're like, oh, mom is reading your scripture or she's, um, she's singing the hymns. Um, we better, we better leave her alone. Gotcha. Oh. <laughs> and another question is what is the greatest spiritual insight you have learned or that's applicable to you lately in your life? Um, well, this was a hard question because actually, like, I was thinking, well, okay, I guess I'll just go with my latest one because you, you know, the more you ponder, the more insights you get. And so the, the latest one that just kind of hit me out of nowhere the other day, I was, it was, it was just about four or five days ago. I was in the kitchen and I had this thought that said, um, that said, gosh, if I can put it into words, I've only said this to one other person. So um, the idea was as mortals, we try to use mortal powers to do everything. And we sometimes just rely on our own powers to get things done. But wouldn't it be awesome if we used more of heavenly powers to get things done? And the next thought was, you don't really know how to do that, Shelly, because you don't actually have heavenly powers. <laughs> you have your mortal powers. But the more you ask for those heavenly powers to be made manifest in your life, the more you ask for grace 
and see those miracles happen in your life that you couldn't have done, the more you see heavenly powers, then the more you're going to be able to use them when the time comes in the next life or whenever, um, that we're meant to learn how to love like heavenly father loves in this imperfect world. And we're meant to learn as much about heaven as we can here. So why not ask for more heavenly powers in your life? So I really like that. I hope that makes sense. No, it does. That was my latest thing. Totally. Somebody in conference, I think, talked about like spiritual experiences in the same aspect. Like you can have, you can have more, like you're not limited. You can, I, and I thought that was profound. Sometimes it seems like, I don't know, I don't have spiritual experiences as often as I would like, but maybe I'm doing something to where I need to do better to get more. So I really like that. Okay, you mentioned three things that you do. If you have anything besides those three things, what do you do or what helps you most in striving to be spiritual? Is there anything okay. besides those three things you mentioned? Yes, actually, the answer to this question came very differently, and I thought that was interesting. The answer to that question, what popped into my head was what I do with um, prayer journaling. And so I sometimes write my prayers when my prayers are all over the place sometimes. And, and sometimes I get off onto a completely different track that I'm not even praying anymore. I'm like doomsday. I'm thinking about the worst case scenario and all this stuff happening. I'm like, hold on a second. Wasn't I just praying five seconds ago? You know? <laughs> um, so I, um, so I write my prayers sometimes when I need to. So I have a special book. Oh, I don't have it here. Oh, yes, I do. I wrote my notes in it. <laughs> That's funny. So I have my book. And it's usually a different kind of book than any other. And it's just a, you know, a plain notebook. And I write my letters to Heavenly Father in there. And usually my letter starts out with a whole bunch of complaining and a whole bunch of blah, 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 blah. This is what I'm afraid of. This is what I'm mad about. This is what I'm frustrated about. This is, you know, this, these are all my concerns. Just let me blah you know, just throw them up on the table. That's an awful imagery, but just put them all out there on the table and, and just get everything off my chest. Um, I found that as an emotion coach, when I would do that, then I would, and, and just get out all my concerns, then that frees up space inside for me to receive revelation. I noticed once that when I was journaling, I remember as a high school student, I journaled a lot and and I would always think, gosh, why do I always start my journal entries with the worst stuff? And then like they, it looks like my life is horrible because that's how I start almost every journal entries, like with all the awful stuff that's happening. And then by the end of the, the, by the end, I feel better. Why do I feel better? And now as an emotion coach, decades later, I think, oh my gosh, that's why, because I'm getting out my stuff, all the clutter, all the garbly gook, all the junk. And it allows more space for inspiration to come in. And so when I prayer journal, that's what happens. And I, so I write and then I get little impressions. And so I'll like indent or like put a star by them and write those impressions. And then I'll say, okay, great. Thank you for that. Okay. But what about this? You know, and just, and talk about this other thing. And then, and then I'll just, and then I'll have more impressions. So it kind of looks like a conversation on, on paper with me and my heavenly father. So it's like, 
I know um, President Nelson has talked a lot about writing your impressions, writing the revelation that comes to you, maybe having your notebook on your on your um, nightstand. I know Sister Nelson has talked about how sometimes she'd have to get up and leave the room because she at like two or three in the morning because she knew that the um, president was President Nelson was up writing and he was getting in he was having a like a major spiritual experience and so she would leave so he could have that so those those things happen all the time i've a lot of mine have happened at about three between th the hours of three and four a.m so if you get woken up two or three days in a row then just take note and so i don't wait two or three days in a row anymore i just say if i wake up at three in the morning or so three or four i say okay do you have a message for me and the the thought is not usually yes i do it's oh maybe you ought to do some writing <laughs> like okay <laughs> so i just i just start i just start and and i write a letter and i tell and i and i say what's going on and then and then we have a conversation but it's the quietest time of the 24 hours that i have and it's when the earth is quiet and so i'm able to hear a lot more during those hours so those are sweet experiences. Those notebooks, I've got several of those notebooks and they are like gold to me. That's beautiful. I didn't realize like that a person could write down prayers for the longest time, probably only a few years ago. I started, a friend told me about it. I was like, I've never tried writing down a prayer. <laughs> so I tried it and same thing. And, and some of those things that I wrote down, it led to the, like the, this podcast and and stuff that I was frustrated with and then like getting it out. And like you said, that inspiration was able to come easier once you got some of the frustrations out and could move on. But I haven't put mine in a book, so they're all just loose, loose sheets of paper that I need to go gather up. But I like the book idea. That's, that's a very awesome and a good insight that I had actually not thought of or thought about for a while. So thank you for sharing that one. Do you have any spiritual encouragement for getting through a pandemic? As you know, right now is the COVID-19 breakout. And do you have any spiritual insight for other moms out there who might be struggling? Yes. The thing that has come to me over and over and over again is what is the purpose that God has especially for you during this time? Because it's a very special time. It's a hard time for a lot of people. It's a time of struggle for a lot of people, um, but it's also a very a time that is very purposeful. I have felt very strongly during this time that there are specific things for me to learn and do. And one of those is to slow down. One of those was to listen more. Um, one of those was to focus more on my kids and my family. For instance, this is interesting. Um, I was told to stop marketing my business and that the Lord would bring me clients and that, and I was told also to um, only have appointments in the afternoon. I didn't know why at the time. So I cleared my schedule and told clients, okay, I, if it's all possible, let's do afternoon. If you can't great, but if you can, let's do afternoon. So all of my appointments now have moved to afternoon. And then I realized, oh, we're gonna do online school. Okay, we'll do that in the morning. And the Lord has brought me clients. I have not lifted a finger. I haven't even thought about it. They have come to me. They have said, do you have availability on these days? 
um, or I'd like to do your 12 week mentoring or it's crazy how they are finding me and in the weirdest places, the weirdest places. <laughs> that is so interesting and cool. <laughs> yeah, it has been, it's been remarkable. I'm like, wow, only a miracle would have led you to me through that avenue. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, and us meeting up again was kind of a miracle too. <laughs> it really has been. I'm so, I'm so happy about that. That's so neat. Um, before we close, do you have anything you want to add or thoughts you've been thinking about um, that you want to encourage for other mothers who are striving to be spiritual? <laughs> you know what? I would, I would ask Heavenly Father to help you see you as he sees you. Because when you can see what an amazing being of light you are, that it is your divine right to feel unconditional love. It is your divine right to, to um, ask for grace and, and support. That it is your divine right to, um, to have opportunities to learn and grow and progress and have your cup filled. Um, when you can tune in to who you really are and ask Heavenly Father to show you a glimpse of who you are, then it's easier to treat yourself with respect. It's easier to give yourself the care, the self-care that you need. And it's easier to be the mom because you see yourself differently. You see yourself as that amazing being that you are who, are, who is helping other amazing beings do amazing things. So that's, that's what I would say. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing all your insights with us today. She has, is awesome and has inspired me, and I hope that she will inspire you in your striving to be spiritual as well. Well, there it is, my first podcast interview, and I'm still really excited that I finally figured it out. <laughs> Shelly is awesome. She has a Facebook group called emotional decluttering. She, as she mentioned in the podcast, is not marketing any of her own stuff right now, but if you wish for further information or want to contact her, message her through that group would probably be the best way. So, let me know what you think. Do you like interviews? Would you like to be a mom that I could interview? Do you know of a mom you would like me to reach out to and interview? Did you like the questions I asked about her favorite scripture, about her striving to be spiritual journey, about her greatest spiritual insights? Are there other questions you would like to know from fellow spiritual moms? If there are, please reach out and send them to me. You can do that via Facebook at striving to be spiritual or striving to be spiritual at Gmail is the email address. And if you're kind of thinking about being interviewed, but kind of are uncertain how it is done, it's really easy. It's actually the way I figured out how to do it, which probably isn't the best way, is through a Zoom call. So I would just send you a link, and then we would chat at a time we arrange. Anyways, it's super easy, and I would love to get to know you better. So if that interests you, please let me know. I would love to have more moms with spiritual insights on this podcast. Thank you for listening and telling your friends about striving to be spiritual. Until next time. 
This has been another episode of the Striving to be Spiritual podcast. Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, subscribe so you don't miss an episode and tell your friends. I hope you have a great day. Until next time.